0: we understand what we are good at naturally, then it truly is a part of us. And raising that awareness level helps us fit with what we're good at. If you're listening to the Lowdown Podcast, brought to you by Sigma Kappa National Headquarters staff,
1: we'll focus on topics like health, wellness, the fraternity and sorority community, higher education, and life skills that women need in all stages of their lives. We'll also feature stories from inspiring and empowering Sigma Kappas. Check out the Sigma Kappa website for regular updates and new episodes. Hi, and welcome back to the Lowdown Podcast. I'm Morgan Negri. And I'm Meredith Trapper. And today we're here with Hannah Beatty and Casey Keller. So Hannah, uh, we've never had Hannah on the podcast before, but we're actually really excited to introduce her as one of our new uh, guest hosts. Hannah, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Morgan and Meredith, um, and Casey, of course. My name is Hannah Beatty. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am a graduate of the University of Florida, obligatory go Gators. I am an initiate <laughs> of our beta Tau chapter. Um, you can see my orange and blue streamers in the background. Unfortunately, can't hear them. Um, but <laughs> I joined staff a year ago. Um, this week, actually, um, since oh, wow. my one-year anniversary as a collegiate support specialist, um, I love what I do. I get to work with our collegiate chapters on all things collegiate management, leadership development. Um, very excited to support our chapter members for another year.
1: That's awesome. And then we're also here with uh, Casey Keller, who is our executive director
0: of the housing corporation. So, Casey, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And Hannah, I'm excited for this podcast. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Super fun. I'm Casey. I have been with the NHC for the past nine years, which is pretty hard to believe it's been nine years. It seems like it's been a lifetime some days, and then other days it's been a blink of an eye. So I have the fun of building and remodeling houses I'm an alumna initiate, so I did not have an undergraduate experience, and that has been super fun to learn the ins and outs of Sigma Kappa in an exciting way through collegiate members, but also through our volunteers and how they see Sigma Kappa and sometimes what they take for granted, because I have a lot of questions that they just have these amazing answers and sometimes they raise that eyebrow at me like how do you not know this I'm like well (laughs) I didn't have the same experience so it's great to get to know Sigma Kappa in a different way because of my experience with it
3: absolutely I think Morgan and I can uh, relate to that also (laughs) not being Sigma Kappa's ourself um, but have coming grown to love the organization yeah. and um, having that alumni initiate experience. I just love the variety that we have on staff and um, the different backgrounds that we bring to the table.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, so today we're gonna talk about Clifton strength. So we thought it would be good for our listeners if we could go around and individually say ours. Uh, maybe you can relate to them if you don't know yours, some of these might stand out to you. So for me, uh, my strengths are positivity, ideation, connectedness, includer, and intellection.
3: Yeah, and um, mine are communication, woo, positivity, arranger, and relater.
0: Mine are strategic, maximizer, responsibility, relater, and learner. And to wrap things up,
2: minor input, intellection, strategic learner, and achiever. So, very heavy on the strategic thinking domain. That's
3: awesome. <laughs> Great. Um, so, Casey, just to kind of kick us off, um, for those of you who don't know, Casey is a certified coach in yes. the Clifton Strength Finder. Um, so, if you could just give us a little bit of, of a background on what first made you want to um, be a coach in this, and then also why Sigma Kappa
0: um, utilizes strengths. Absolutely. So my first job out of college, I worked for a service organization here in Indianapolis, and I had a boss who the very first day on the job said, hey, you're going to be successful if you are more like Robert. And I kind of looked at my boss and said, okay, well, what is Robert like? What is he (laughs) (laughs) And what about me makes you think that I will be like Robert, you know, just, I, I'm a very inquisitive person. Again, I lead with learner. And so I have lots of questions all the time. And my boss just looked at me and said, just figure it out. Just be more like Robert. And that really did not sit well with me. And sure. yeah. so I don't think I it I would know. sit well with all of us. Yeah. It's not very helpful. <laughs> so I just thought, man, okay, uh, well, the, I'm I'm a new employee. I need to figure it out. And so I watched Robert and I thought, okay, Robert seems like a really good employee. He does his work. He's on time. He, you know, is a snappy dresser. I, you know, <laughs> I, and so, but the, what I also noticed about Robert was that he didn't think like I did. He definitely didn't ask questions in meetings. He, I'm a note taker. He, he didn't take notes. And he also didn't challenge anything. And these were the things that I thought were really great about me, that when I'm in, in engaged and in a meeting, I want to know more, I like to dig in. And I thought, okay, I could be a lot like Robert in some respects, but then in other areas, man, we are so far apart. Obviously, there were big differences, right? I mean, yeah. Robert, Casey, we, we have some differences. <laughs> he also is an, was an older gentleman. He was a grandfather. Um, I, you know, a 22-year-old college graduate who, you know, fresh out of college, never had a professional environment. And so I just got to thinking about how, like what really was bothering me. And I think it was because right off the bat, my boss wasn't interested in what I was good at, wasn't interested at all in knowing me. And that didn't sit well with me, just really didn't. And so it took me several years to figure out what tools I had around me to help other people really understand me. I was fortunate that same boss was was supportive of me in that I was uh, promoted quickly I got to be in leadership positions so I don't want to say that he was not a good boss I mean that's not it he just was not interested in really digging into what makes me the best in my environment right yeah he wanted to give me a model that he thought would work everywhere right like kind of Mm -hmm. that doesn't work for me, because again, I lead the strategic and maximizer. And so those things, like, I'll just figure things out. But I also, something good in my mind can be great. It can be phenomenal with little tweaks. So in the early 2000s, I had a good fortune to run across a leadership program that I got to participate in. And they were using one of the first iterations of the strength finder assessment, I got to take it, I got to learn that my top five strengths are, again, strategic, maximizer, responsibility, related learner, and I was like, oh my goodness, light bulb, (laughs) and this report that I got, someone wrote this, they had to have been sitting in my brain using my words that I didn't even realize I had, but I knew were there, and just the articulation of these strengths, of these natural talents. And so from I was sold from that point on. And I kept saying at that place where I worked for thirteen years, we have to use this, we have to use this, we have to use this. And it wasn't until I left that the finally (laughs) they adopted it. But which is fine. No way. (laughs) Yeah. It was your parting gift. (laughs) My parting gift they adopted it as their employee and employee, oh my goodness, as their employee (laughs) development tool. So that was phenomenal, though, that they did adopt it. And I am happy to say many decades later, it seems they are still using it. And that launched me into, I'm going to take it everywhere I go. I don't, I'm going to have these opportunities to supervise people, to be around people and, and If it's professional, if it's personal, if it's my volunteer work, I want to introduce this to whoever I have because Clifton, what Don Clifton did, he's the father of strengths. He's, his fixation was on human behavior. And Mm -hmm. so the assessment really goes into how we think, how we behave and how we feel and it's a measurement of that. So the intensity in which we do that. And that's what I really love because that's all natural. It's innate to us. And so yeah. it helps us be at our best day in, day out. And I love that environment where we understand it about ourselves and we understand it about each other and we can foster that. And so again, that, that early on, Um, lack that I had in my first job of someone not understanding it for me and wanting that, that's been what has motivated me to bring it everywhere. And now I've been so fortunate that when I got to the NHC, the very first volunteer that I worked with is Lisa Humanick, and she's a longtime volunteer. She's been in each of the three entities volunteering for decades, and she is, has been a nonprofit executive and she gets it too. And so she was sure. like, have you heard of this little thing <laughs> Strength finder? Like, <laughs> things. And so we actually became certified together. Awesome. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yes. We had been using the tool for years and years and then decided we wanted the NHC to be a strengths-based organization. So we launched it with the NHC, and then the sorority adopted it, and now the foundation has adopted it. Yeah, so I so. absolutely love it. I think it, I'm thrilled that that has been the adoption of strengths for us.
1: So have you? Um, so when I came to Sigma Kappa, they for the very first thing they do for those of you that are not on staff, who most of you, um, is that they they give you they send this to you right away, and I remember thinking like what is this? I don't, I thought it was like a personality <laughs> quiz kind of, I was like, this is kinda, I'm like, okay, I'll do it, but it's like they're really making a big deal about it. And then I, we did it. And then actually everybody meets with Casey after to talk through the strengths because she's certified. So it makes sense. Um, I'm wondering, I, I think there's a lot of benefits that I've seen out of it. I think it helped me really synergize with my, the team that I was just joining. Um, how have you seen it like benefit Sigma Kappa for them to like know the details about their strength? Like each staff member, have you seen it? How have you seen that show up?
0: Sure, that's a great question, because I think that a lot of times when any employer finds a tool, they have the option of digging in and adopting it and making it a part of their culture, or they say, oh, yeah, we use it, and they put it on a shelf, yes. or, you know, they 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 might, um, you know, I, I have been in places where they, they say they use strengths, and they're there's a nice fancy placard outside everyone's office and their strengths are listed and they they don't actually adopt it. So for Sigma Kappa, and I will speak specifically for the NHC, because that's, you know, my, we, what has benefited us is that it is a part of your onboarding. So you take the it is, I want to be very clear. It is not a tool that we use for hiring. It is post-hiring.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, yeah, yes, absolutely. It's not a selection tool. Gallup does have that. We don't use it for that. <laughs> <laughs> we use it as a tool for onboarding and helping the employee understand their strengths where they sit at the table, and then who's sitting around the table with them and the strengths of everyone else. That's why we make it very public. Here are our team's strengths. And what it does is it allows you to really understand what, again, you're naturally good at, but also it allows each employee the um, ability to form, educated opinions. I know that sounds weird, but that's true. It's information that you get about a person and how they are likely to show up Mm -hmm. because strategic is going to almost always show up this way, right? So when you understand what a person's top five strengths are, top 10 strengths are all 34, then you know if they truly embrace their strengths and they come from a place of it day in, day out, they sit with it, they are aware of them, and they are operating from a place of strengths, then they are going for that near perfect performance using their strengths. So again, if when I'm coming from strategic, my team knows that if they if they have an issue to be solved and they come to me, they're relying on me to bring them multiple solutions because I see patterns, I see options, I see obstacles, and I give them that so that they don't get stuck, that sure. we, there's always yeah. a way to get to an end result, That's what strategic does for me. And they recognize that because I have that and I sit with it, that I will bring that to them. With learner, they know, okay, if I go to Casey and I don't have all of the information that she's looking for, she's going to have questions and I'm going to have to come back to her. Right. Mm -hmm. I have employees that have responsibility. And what I have learned with them is when tasked with responsibilities of their jobs that how i interact with them on checking in not to say where are you with this what's going on you know have you done it but just how can i support you do you need anything else are you stuck right not to hound them i know with their responsibility strength they will do what they say they will do and they will get the work done and I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust they're going to sit in that strength and utilize it. And I'm going to allow them to be at their best. And so I'm just going to support that. I'm going to feed that strength. And so, again, when you know your strengths and when you know the strengths of the your co-workers, you can help everyone, yourself included, be at your best and you understand what is expected of you and what you can expect of others in the work that you're doing. So in a lot of ways, it just kind of levels that field, right? You're all in with an understanding of what to expect, what you're going to get, who's going to do what, sometimes how people are going to feel about it, who needs to be in the room. And so it just really, in my opinion, it makes doing work a lot easier and it takes a lot of guessing out of it because there are some fundamentals about strengths that are the truths and yeah. we can get into that in a little bit because that the truths about the strengths are always true, right? And, and again, if you're coming from a place of strength, then you know that um, everyone who is operating from a place of strength is going to try to be at their best all the time. And they're going to look for the best in other people that are sitting with their strengths too. Yeah.
3: yeah, absolutely. I, um, was having a similar thought, Morgan, of just, I thought graduating from college and starting, um, my role here on Sigma Kappa right, right out of school, um, that I knew myself pretty well. And sure. then I, I, I got here on my first day and they're like, Hey, take this, um, strengths assessment. And it was so funny because I am not a Sigma Kappa And just the excitement on this first floor, um, that everyone was like, Oh, Meredith's about to take her strengths because they want to know that. And right. they were like more excited for me. Cause I had no idea what I was walking into, <laughs> but then, um, I got to the one-on-one meeting with Casey and I was like, mind blown. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. Now I understand why I show up this way, how I show up this way. And it just like, and I've used this, um, professionally, relationally, like, um, just on my day-to-day, and it's been so great. So Hannah, question for you. Um, Having been a collegiate member of Sigma Kappa, did you know your strengths before joining staff, and um, what did you learn after joining staff about your strengths?
2: Great question. I was really lucky to be a part of a university that uses strengths a lot in their leadership development programs, so I was an orientation leader And we took strengths for that class. And that was my first interaction with strengths. And I've had the same strengths uh, since 2018. I haven't retaken the test. I'm sure Casey can go into the timelessness of of (laughs) strengths or how they may change over time. Um, But I started to use my strengths as a member of standards council. A lot of my, you know, strengths are in strategic thinking. And so being in, you know, those conversations, seeking to understand with my learner strength, being strategic and how I phrase my questions, I started to see, okay, you know, I, I see how this is showing up. And then that knowledge of my strengths and how they show up has just exponentially multiplied since I've been on staff the projects that I feel like I really excel in or the projects I gravitate to are all in strategic thinking and I'm very you know blessed that all of the supervisors I've worked with and team members I've worked with they recognize that in me and they'll be like hey let's pull Hannah into this or let's get Hannah's thoughts on this and same with my team members you know Like I said, I'm very based in strategic thinking. You know, I need someone's insight who has more of that relationship building strengths, those communicator strengths. And it's really cool for us to come together on a project and I bring my superpower, they bring their superpower. And, you know, we don't even need to to talk about divvying up responsibilities. It's like, okay, Hannah's gonna gravitate towards this. You know, Lauren's (laughs) gonna gravitate towards that. And so it just makes things more efficient. It makes teams stronger. It makes the product stronger. And it's, it's truly, truly great to work with an organization that has such a variety and diversity of strengths because that just makes what we do that much better. Yeah. Right. That was a long yeah. answer.
3: No, that's okay. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I think, um, we've had many conversations with Casey as a communication team. Um, about like the projects that we get to use our strengths always make our, us feel um, more valued and just love our job that much more. Mm-hmm. And so um, glad to hear. I don't get to spend much time, um, talking to Hannah one-on-one about work. And so glad to know that that is, um, true across the board and, um, that we can all rely on our, our strengths and, um, just encourage one another to, to use our superpowers. And that was such a great way yeah. to explain it.
1: I think ACR already touched on this, like this brings a bunch of understanding to one another because, uh, as positivity is one of my strengths, but that can sometimes show up. Like I don't like, I don't care uh, because usually I'm like pretty giggly. I'm I usually like, I'm smiling like I it's just because my outlook is typically like I'm putting a positive spin. Mm-hmm. There are things I'm I'm obviously like if there's something that comes up and it's big and detrimental, I'm taking it just as seriously. But the way that I will come across might seem a little bit more like. Oh, you know, like, well, Morgan just doesn't care, have a care in the world. And it's not true. I I care a lot about most things Um, on the record. Um, So I think that like, you know, getting that understanding and like other teams recognizing that as, oh no, she's just coming at it from a different angle makes it Mm -hmm. so that there's not that like misconception of like, oh, this like, it's not a judgment call. You don't get judged Mm -hmm. because you already have like this baseline, I think.
0: Absolutely, Morgan, I think you you bring up a great point and that is that strengths also come with people's perceptions. Right. Yeah. And I I think positivity is one of those strengths. Woo is another
2: one. I was just going to say woo. I always, (laughs) when I first learned about woo, I was like, oh, that's, that's fake. You, you know, change your personality to win people over. And it's like meeting Meredith, who is a, a, you know, true woo and it's and like positivity yeah. and yes. positivity. I'm like, no, there's nothing fake about this. Like this girl is genuine to her core mm-hmm. um, and just has that natural ability to relate to people and develop trust almost instantly. And it's mm-hmm. ba- based on a good foundation. And sometimes makes me very jealous. I get strength envy <laughs> sometimes.
0: <laughs> I get strength envy too, Hannah, I, because I have command and I have self-assurance. And a lot of times those get labeled arrogant and, or, you know, very cold or, you know, and so everything comes with a perception. And so we try to break down that barrier by articulating differently. And so I appreciate that Morgan, that, you know, when you, you're like, I, I am, I do, I have deep feelings and I care very deeply because you have, a positive outlook does not mean that you don't have a care in the world. It means you see the world differently. It means that you have an infectious nature and that you can see optimism where some people see skepticism and negativity. So, yeah. So those strengths do come with perceptions that people have that we (laughs) want to make sure that we break those barriers.
3: Yes, yeah. absolutely. So you kind of started talking about it a, a little bit, um, but I, I feel like as we've been in this season of COVID-19 and just experienced so many changes the last year, and really, I think we've all um, talked about our transition mm-hmm. from school to our first jobs and um, just the continuous um, change and landscape that, that we go through at through life. Um, so we're really gonna spend this last um, half of the podcast talking about how we can utilize our strengths um, to navigate change. Yeah. And so Casey, just gonna defer to you as the expert here. How do you see strengths playing a
0: role when we navigate change and huge life changes? I, that, I love this question because one, I love change, but <laughs> and, right, like in your personal life, most people do not want to see many changes, and but yes. professionally, right? Professionally, with the NHC, I have had nine years of constant change because we've been evolving and growing and expanding our uh, pr- programs and our services. And so, strengths has been the basis of that. And so, I feel like this is a testimony, right, to why we have strengths because. here is a great case study and it will work. Yep. When we have the language of strengths, we can accurately articulate who we are, how we're going to show up and where we want people to see us in their lives. And so when we do that, it diffuses difficult conversations and situations. And that's where I think change comes into it is that change can be messy and difficult and unwanted. But when we start thinking about, okay, I naturally am strategic. So I can think about all the options of change. I am naturally positive. So I can think of the opportunities that change can bring, right? Sure. So if we start applying strengths to change and diffuse that messiness, diffuse yeah. that awkwardness, then we do start seeing change as bearable. We start seeing change as doable, as manageable. And we could go down that path list of thirty four and apply each strength for how we could manage through change. Sure. And I, interestingly enough, I did this with a client, and I said, "Okay, let's let's just go through all thirty four. I know all thirty four don't show up for us, but change is hard. Yeah. And let's yeah. recognize that, right? It's it brings great challenge, but it also brings such opportunity. So let's find." where those challenges are gonna come from and where those opportunities are gonna come from. And so we just started ticking them off, right? Let's, what work can be done? Let's go through all of those executing strengths. Okay, let's just start with, um, let's achiever. We gotta get a checklist together, right? We gotta know what we're gonna mark off and what we're going to be able to, uh, when we're gonna be able to put our head on the pillow because we have accomplishments, right? All the way through strategic through strategic thinking. And it was interesting because what we found, we really needed those influencing themes and those relationship-building themes because we need people and we need communication. Yeah. And without those, like you can get a lot of work done and you can get in a whole cycle of thinking through things, right? But you need people and you need to communicate, and that's what the beauty of strengths is too. Is, and um, Hannah, I loved when you said when. You get together with your teammates and you look at who has what strengths and the differences because that's where yeah. yep. the And that's really what you want to do when you're facing change is think about what variety of strengths do you have and how can you apply all of them to that change? Because what can you get from each strength when you're applying it to what it is that you to change and if you approach it that way you will have a variety of options coming out of that change yeah
2: Casey I'm curious you know we just touched on situational change but how Mm -hmm. strengths relate to personal change I've heard people say that you know strengths are timeless and the you know top five you'll have or the top five you'll have for the rest of your life some people say you know you should retake strengths you know what is your perspective on that for our friends who have taken it or maybe have not yet
0: sure so strengths are timeless. So at about the age of 14, your strengths are developed because no different than, so let me think how to do this. So, you, you know, you know, you get your green eyes from your mom and your dad, right? That's a <laughs> you, know, you get some dominant traits from uh, one side of your family or the other. Uh, but your strengths are a combination of the environment that you're in and, and what gets um, nurtured So we, when, when we're thinking about, um, there's no way like I develop and I continue to grow and I learn. So of course my strengths are going to continue to develop and grow and and they're going to be different. They're going to continue to develop for sure. They don't change what I say they shuffle. So I encourage everyone to. Get their full 34 report. And if you want to see, oh, you know, if you want to um, de- debunk this, debunk the myth <laughs> that don't change, your are I'd say, from about 15 to 1 through 15, again, they will shuffle, but they're not going to change. Interesting. And you have gone through what are considered life altering or perspective altering life changes and in a quick order, right? So if you've gone through really traumatic events and they have completely changed your outlook on life in a dramatic way, uh, that may have an impact on your strengths and I'll give you an example. So I, I went through a pretty rough divorce and it gave me a perspective check for sure. Oh, okay. I think that, um, you know, 35 year old Casey was very achiever driven, very, um, I have a to-do list. I have goals and I have, you know, I, I was, I would say I was more driven by, um, things like getting things done, doing work. Yeah. And that was my, that's really, um, driven by responsibility and maximizer. Mm-hmm. And today, having my life not really turn out the way that I thought it would, but turn out exactly the way that it is supposed to be. And, and actually mm-hmm. ever knowing I could be this happy. I am much more in tune with my relator yeah. and, and, learn. Yeah. and and knowing people and meeting people. And, and I didn't, I didn't think that I needed that. And so My, my perspective has absolutely changed, but my strengths didn't, Mm. they have grown and I them in a different way. And so that my perspective didn't change my strengths. They just grew them. They, my awareness has grown in my strengths. Now, more devastating life changes may actually change someone's strengths. But again, I say that they shift because you may see. So if positivity was maybe number 10 and then you retake it and now it sits at number six, that's it. That is true because you're one through 10, actually the intensity, the difference of intensity is pretty minimal mm-hmm. uh, because again, this is a measurement of how we think, how we behave and how we feel. And it, and so it's innate to you. So that intensity some days it may be more or less but your top 10 really the intensity is minimal the differences yeah
3: Casey I I think um we've had this conversation before because um in my top five strengths I have Mm -hmm. woo and relator which um tend to oppose one another. Um, yes. And so I find this to be true even in my top five that like I have to either pick my woo, um, which mm-hmm. I don't think we've talked about is winning over others for those who don't <laughs> yeah, know. <laughs> um, and then the relator. And so um, I, I find this to be so, so true. Not surprised to hear you say that the, the top 10 will, will shift for that because even mm-hmm. in my top five alone,
0: one is going to compete with the other. Absolutely. And that does happen because they can be in contrast. And woo and relator are great contrast because woo, your social network, your social ability to move between people and get them to understand and a little bit about you and connect with them very quickly is very important to you. That is influence to you. That is communication. And that is important to you. Whereas later, that social awkwardness that's there, like meeting someone new, is uncomfortable, and so there is there is that innate um, retreat, retreat, retreat. You know, <laughs> you're backpedaling from new people, and so you. That's right, Meredith. You will tend to ha- have to kind of pick, like, yep. is this going to be uncomfortable? Or can I just tiptoe in, you know, like, so you might, it's my, you might be doing a little cha-cha sometimes, (laughs) you know, a few people. And so that's what you're going to gravitate. You're going to be comfortable. And then you can get that woo on. I love a woo in my corner because I have a later and I want a woo to bring me people. I want a woo (laughs) to bring me one person that I can talk to and connect with. And then when that conversation's over, just bring me another person. And I (laughs) think that that is a perfect pairing. And so even when you have those two in your top five, that it still can be a perfect pairing. And that's the beauty of strengths too, is that they are all connected. They are not singular. They are not working um, separately. They all work in concert with each other. And so, sometimes you are going to have to figure out, am I going to turn up that woo, turn up that relator? Uh, am I going, am I going to have to use my woo first to figure out who I will then connect with? Sure. On a yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, with those um, opposing traits, we've talked about this, like I said, at length, but um, I think sometimes we we don't understand the the opposite. And so Um, we, we think we do have those negative perceptions, um, Mm -hmm. which is something that I love when we have, get to have these staff conversations with Casey as, um, you might think this, but this is the actual truth behind it. And so, so Casey, can you just walk us through some of those conversations and, um, how you can best work with, um, Others who might have a trait that you think one thing of, um, but how you can use that to your benefit. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So these this gets into the truths about strengths, and the, these really helped me, especially when I didn't understand where someone was coming from, or if they had a strength that I had, and it was it was showing up differently. So strengths are neutral; they're not good or bad. You can be just as much the poster child for good on one end than the dark side of the strength, right? Because <laughs> strength has a bit of a dark side uh, when we're not aware, when we're not paying attention to it, or when we get stuck in that basement of that strength. But they're neutral. They're not good or bad. They just are. We are who we are. So strengths are neutral. They also lead with positive intent. And that I think is what we miss the most is that strengths are lead with positive intent and so um, someone's strength so a relator me being awkward in new social settings I'm not cold and distant I'm not I, I just there is a shyness to me because it's uncomfortable but my relator really does want to get to know you I really <laughs> have a friendship with you. And I want it yeah. to be deep and meaningful, right? So my relator leads with positive yeah. intent. Sometimes it just doesn't show up that way. Mm. And so if I'm aware of it and I know it, and if someone has, again, woo, they can pull that out of me because again, they know that I, my positive intent is that I want a relationship. It's just not familiar. It's, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. They, so. Um,
1: I was going to say that's so important. I, it's something about like, so I'm a big proponent of like, you know, having a good community, a good group around you all the time, Mm -hmm. which is, I'm like saying that I'm like one of my strengths is includer. So that's probably, (laughs) (laughs) Um, out. but I'm like, you need to have people that are different so that, you know, every voice that comes to the table, like even, um even if you have like very similar like core strengths, like if you have four out of five as somebody else, like I think that like we have another member on our team, her name Mallory. I think most people know her if they know staff. Mm-hmm. Um, she has uh, intellection. as one of her top strengths too. And I don't think, we're not very similar at all because uh, mine usually shows up as like, I'm very like extroverted, outward spoken. Um, I- she's a lot more like, let me deeply think through it. I don't know all of her strengths, but I know that there's a big difference. Like we only mm-hmm. have one in common, but it shows up differently. And then that brings out, like, I think it brings out the best in both of us because then we're working together through this goal. But yeah, I'm just, I'm big on like, you know, find the people, like work together, synergize, don't be afraid of differences. And yeah, it's just great.
0: That's it. That is it, Morgan, because the differences are our advantages. And, yeah. And that, if you have and recognize everyone's strengths, and also even if you have similar strengths or, you know, are in the same do- domain, you still need a variety to be well-rounded group and so and people need people that's fundamental people need people just like I said you you didn't just one day grow up you are who you are there were people around you there were you always had people surrounding you and some of them positively impacted you some of them may have negatively impacted you but they created an environment and that has impacted who you are today and you still need people because we have blind spots. We have yeah. sometimes we don't know if we're showing up the way that we think that we're showing up. And so we need these connection points and we need to be able to say, Am I being at my best? I need to be at my best. Can you help me? Can you help me with my awareness? This is what I think I'm doing. And and that is not just in the workplace. That's in our relationships. That's in our friendships, whether you're romantic with someone. And I think the other thing that what I love about strengths and what helps me best understand others and their strengths is that they are not labels. So no different than, you know, those check boxes that you have on an application or they, there's not one thing. It's not, I am not just strategic. I am not just relator. I am not Mm -hmm. just command. I have this wide variety of words that go into what make up my strengths that I get to use. And with understanding and awareness, not only do I get to know myself, I get to know other people. And the more aware that we are and the the higher level of understanding that we have of the strengths around us, the better we are for each other, because I go back to people need people. We just
3: I'm going to pick on Hannah a little bit here, um, just because I, I know Hannah well um, and know her story. So, um, Hannah just moved to Carmel, Indiana, yeah. um, a, a, almost a year ago now. A year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of the pandemic. And so, uh, we talked about people need people, but um, Hannah, How did you use your strength as you were navigating that big life change? Mm -hmm. And then how did you find others to help you who had maybe different strengths to help you navigate your change?
2: Great question. So my top strength is input. And so I want to give advice, but I want to get advice from others, whether that's, you know, online communities or people on staff. And so one of my, a lot of my first emails to people on staff were, what recommendations do you have for doctor's offices? What recommendations do you have for nonprofit organizations or restaurants to go to? Like, I wanted to get their expert opinion on this new place that I was living in so that it could inform, you know, where I went, you know, what doctors I was seeing, Um, and like, that was so obvious That was an obvious step to me. I didn't even think and question like, Oh, why am I sending this email? Like, why is this what I'm asking? My first questions that I'm asking, but it's like, Oh, it's, it's, it's input showing up. Um, and then I think strategic, just, you know, trying to meet as many people as possible in those intro meetings, doing my homework, reading through past files so that I was showing up to those meetings, uh, informed and ready to go and asking probably too many questions that they were (laughs) wanting
0: to answer, expecting to answer. (laughs) I love it. Hannah, yeah. you mentioned earlier that, you know, you're really heavy on that strategic thinking side and that, you know, um, not so much on the relationship building or anything, but that's the beauty too, is that you you have figured out how to build those relationships by utilizing your thinking things and by asking questions and engaging people in a way. And again, that's the beauty of strengths is that they're all connected and we we can move through what we need to do by utilizing our strengths because you don't you don't have to have a strength in every single domain. You know, so you don't have to have one in executing, one in relationship building, one in influencing it and one in strategic thinking in order to do those things. Because of course, we all think, we all do, we all communicate and influence and we all build relationships. It's a matter of how we do it. Yeah. And so just you nailed it, Hannah. Your input is what helped you establish relationships by asking questions of people, getting to know what they do, so that it you could understand them and um, getting help from them, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that is. It also, that connects them to you like, oh, that's so nice that she's asking me, right? <laughs> like, and if they didn't know my strengths, they would just
2: assume I was nosy. But if you look at my email signature, which if you've ever received an email from someone who works for a Sigma Kappa entity, you see our yeah. strengths at the bottom of our email signature should be, oh, no, like Hannah's a strategic thinker. That's how she approaches problems is by asking all of the questions.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Casey, before we wrap up here, I um, you briefly mentioned the categories that each strength find oh, yeah, um, yeah. lie in. Can you kind of just briefly explain those and then also how some strengths can
0: um, show up
3: in those other buckets?
0: Sure. So yes, while strengths are not labels, what Clifton did was he categorized them for how we get work done. So that's the executing domain. So there are four of them how we influence and communicate with people, how we build relationships and how we think through, how we process data, that strategic thinking domain. So therefore, and so in that executing domain, that's where you're going to see how people get that work done. So achieving achievers in their um, responsibility, belief. So it's what guides getting work done. So putting together the, the big picture. So then you see what all the details are, making sure that you know what drives you, what what's motivating you to, to get work done. In the uh, influencing and communication domain, that's where you're going to find communication, competition, command, significance. That is truly influencing. So how are we Hearing people, how are we telling that story? How are we making sure that the voices are represented and then communicated out? So it's important that all four of these domains are represented, especially in group work or in family dynamics. So you wanna be mindful of, you know, representing it. In relationship building, this is where we have connectedness, positivity. We have, um all a relator and individualization. So this is how we build and maintain relationships, how we connect with people, how we interact. And really when we think of individuals and groups and the the things that connect us and uh, make sure that the whole right though the greater good is bigger and better than Just individuals, right? So we want to recognize the individual contribution that each person makes, but that we're also looking out for the whole. Absolutely. Yeah. Strategic thinking is that processing of the data. So, how we're thinking through, how we're collecting. So, there's input, there is strategic, there's intellection and analytical. So this is gathering the information, sometimes looking at past information, analysis, and then mapping out. So ideation is in there, futuristic, seeing the world um, in a better place and understanding how to get there. And so the beauty of those four domains is that they also all work in concert, right? So you want to, you, you might have to think through what are all the components needed? So when we go back to this whole change concept, right? How do we manage change? Let's think about it. Let's, what is it that is changing? And, and what, are, what, is, what are those components that are needed? Okay, so we're mapping out all of everything around us that is changing. And now who do we need around us to manage this change? Okay, mm-hmm. what, what, what's needed? Who are the people? Now let's think about how are we going to communicate the change that we're going through? So how can we influence? How can we bring people along? How can we inspire people to change with us? Mm -hmm. And now build that plan. Yeah. Let's get the do list. Let's build that plan. So so that's when you think about the advantages um, in the differences of strengths. That's why you want a great representation of strengths at the table when you are going through change, when you're doing a work project, when you are at in your family and you just, when you're trying to make decisions as a family, when you're in a relationship, right? Sure. You, to recognize that that differences in strengths really can bring about the advantages. And when you have those four domains that are represented it will bring about a well-rounded outcome because, again, you're thinking, you're doing, you're relating, and you're influencing. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's great. Um, so, just want to thank you both so much. Um, I love this overarching like theme of the strengths. I think that um, we all can work together. We can all can find the positivity and not the positivity. That's <laughs> me speaking. But we can all find the positives in one another, and you know, just work to a better end goal. And as we're talking about change and how things are moving and shifting in our lives, just keeping that perspective really clear. So, yeah, again, I wanna thank you so much, Casey, for coming on here as our resident um, Clifton Strengths expert. We're so appreciative. And Hannah, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. Yes, um,
2: thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you
3: both um, so much and yeah we actually had Hannah join us today as our guest co-host because speaking of change I have found a new job and will be leaving staff and so this will be my last podcast so you can expect to hear Hannah's voice a little bit more as she helps Morgan and um,
0: continues to help um, move the podcast forward.
1: Yeah. We're, we're Meredith,
0: I am so excited for you. I'm so sad for Sigma Kappa, but yes. I know wherever you go, you're going to be so successful and I wish you well. Hannah, this is interesting because I was just sitting here thinking, I wonder if Hannah ever does podcasts. She's got to a- <laughs> listen podcast. to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a surprise and so exciting. I'm so, I'm so happy. This is great.
1: Yeah, so we all love we all love uh, Meredith, so we're all sad to see her yes. go. But she Thank we're you. just so excited for the change in her life, the big positive change of what's to come. And yeah, Hannah's amazing. Um I uh, she's just great. Person of all we wanted to have her on forever, so this is just a good opportunity to get her
2: on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I wish both of you the best. This is these are great, great changes for both of you, and I hope that um, whatever what the strengths that you need to take you forward and that your, uh, the, whatever outcomes that you want with them, that you get them.
2: Mm -hmm. I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm excited for Meredith to take her superpower strengths, uh, (laughs) to this new transition in her life. And luckily for those of you who don't know Meredith and I are neighbors. So she is not getting (laughs) rid of me yet. (laughs) Thank you all
1: so much for listening. If you need um, any more news about Sigma Kappa and any of our events, please visit SigmaKappa.org for more information or follow us on our social media channels. Um, It's so great talking
0: with you today. Have a great one.